Hello everyone, welcome to Nerd Unscripted. This is your host, Tony Leidig. And welcome to the first show of what could be a very interesting adventure and journey over the next however long this lasts. Who knows? Um, the slides you see on the screen is the only slide that I have and most likely will always be the only slide that I have. You never know. Um, I have very few rules defining what we're going to talk about or dig into on this show. So it's going to be a lot different than anything else that I've ever done before. And uh, I thought I'd give you a little bit of backstory, a little bit of where I see us heading, and then we'll go from there. My goal is to try to keep this uh, at an hour or less. Ha ha ha. Uh, if you know me, you know why that's funny. Um, but seriously though, I, I do really want to try to make that happen. I don't see that happening, but you know, um, but this kind of came about, uh, it's been, I think it's been in the making for a long time, quite honestly, because one of my goals, as some of you know, has been to really get in touch with the real me. And one of the things that I've discovered is that most of us have this inner nerd. Uh, within it, probably all of us do in some form or another. And very often we're afraid to let that inner nerd out. I was, you know, because I, you know, I, like many of you, perhaps I went through school being made fun of because I was a nerd, because I was smart. Um, you know, by the time I hit sixth grade, I developed two ulcers <laughs> because of the stress and the worry of, you know, not being able to fit in and climb ropes in gym class and, you know, do stupid things like that. And uh, so I really became a huge introvert, you know, and uh, still did a lot of fun things. I mean, you know, I'll share stories in the future about some of the crazy, wacky stuff that I did as a kid. It's, you know, it's fortunate that I didn't blow myself up. Not quite sure how I didn't. Lord knows I played with enough explosives. But, um, but anyway, as I got older, uh, I recognized certain, you know, loves that I had were still there. You know, loves for science and photography and different things like that. Um, rocket science, <laughs> actually like that, but also linguistics and all sorts of random crazy things that I would occasionally find somebody else who was also interested in that kind of stuff, but more times than not, it just didn't seem to be socially acceptable to embrace those things. And so I discovered that even after, you know, I started teaching online and all of that, I really was leading like a double life. I wasn't being true to myself. And, <clears throat> excuse me, and I also discovered that I had a tendency, as I think probably many of us do, to conform to what other people thought that I should be. You know, whenever I wanted to become a photographer, my parents gave me the starving artist speech. There were, uh, after my divorce 10 years ago, you know, I was dating different women at different times. And and I realized that I wanted to please them. I wanted to conform into what their idea of who I should be, you know, was. And so there was this constant um, 
shifting dynamic that I had going on in my life. And all of a sudden I realized, you know what? I need to be me. And uh, not only that, I need to love me. And uh, even more importantly than that, I need to find out who the hell I even am. You know, I really don't know. And so that uh, probably about four years ago began this journey of discovering who the real Tony is. And um, the funny thing is, is that I really thought that I'd figured that out, you know, three, four years ago. I made changes in my business and all of that. And Kristen and I were just talking recently. And uh, the reality is that um, there is probably more of me that I've not shared publicly than, you know, living the quote unquote real Tony lifestyle. And so that became part of the foundation for, um, for Nerd Unscripted. And uh, the other thing that kind of came into play was, you know, Kristen and I have breakfast every morning and we have these random discussions. Sometimes it's even before we get out of bed. Sometimes it's in the middle of the night. And it's about as far down the rabbit hole as you can imagine. I mean, some of the things, even though I don't see this uh, this show as necessarily family friendly, quote unquote, um... I told Kristen yesterday we should probably do a version of the show that is, uh, you know, NFSW, if you know what that means. NSFW. Whatever. Not safe for work. Not safe for work. Um, because, wow, some of the things that we talk about. But anyway, uh, yes, she's sitting here behind me. Um, she's like the peanut gallery. Uh, but we have these random discussions. Like I'll give you an example. Um, one night in the middle of the night, probably three in the morning, I woke up and, uh, described in detail how to build a teleportation device. And she didn't record it. I didn't remember it when I woke up, but like I was as clear as anything. Like I knew that I was right. And uh, described it all to her in detail. And it made perfect sense in my mind and then gone. You know, uh, other times we have um, very intense discussions on uh, the definition of stupid. And <laughs> how that reveals itself through everyday life and our businesses and so on. And so it, it just became... You know, uh, this thing, this interesting uh, discovery at breakfast every morning. Even my mom comes twice a week, and and some of the discussions we've had, even with her, you know, she usually leaves shaking her head. Although today, I think she didn't know what to think about our discussion because <laughs> we were talking about uh, socks that you probably shouldn't wear to church. And my mom is a very, very strict a Christian woman, and I admire that about her, but, um, you know, I don't quite imagine my mom wearing socks that say F it on the bottom. But anyway, um, so Kristen had made the statement several weeks ago now, I guess, that, uh, you know, there were different folks of hers, customers of hers that commented, man, they'd love to be a fly on our wall. And, uh, 
you know, I said, you know, if they were a fly on our wall, they'd be in for quite the treat. They probably wouldn't view us the same way again, um, just because of some of the things that we talk about. But it got me to thinking, you know, what is it about, like, what gives way to these random discussions? And would anybody find any value in them? And uh, what I realized was that it's just me. You know, it's, but not just me, because all of us have that inner nerd. All of us have those things. I mean, I remember uh, years ago just craving for somebody to talk to that could keep up, you know, that I could talk about, you know, all kinds of random stuff from resonance and vibration and how it affects our bodies and our reality to, you know, fill in the blank, linguistics and all of that. And there just weren't many people that I met that seemed interested or seemed like they could keep up with the conversation. You know, a lot of times I would just throw something out to somebody and they'd look at me like a dog in a new pan. Like, what the hell am I supposed to do with this? You know, like, where's the fire hydrant? But uh, every so often I would meet somebody and I would have these conversations and I felt alive, you know. It's kind of like you, whenever you have, you know, whatever it is that you're interested in or, you know, the uh, the secret things that you don't really share much because you don't want to be ridiculed, perhaps, or thought less of or, or whatever. And I'm not talking, you know, like hatchet murders and stuff like that. I mean, obviously, we're not wanting to break the law here. But, um, but still, just be us, to be authentic, like really, truly us. I haven't met many people, honestly. Uh, myself included, that really just let it all out there and put it out there and say, well, you know what, this is me. And if you don't like it, tough shit, you know, because I'm not changing for you. You know, we would rather conform. We would rather be what's expected of us. We would rather do those things just because. And uh, there is that element that happens. But the other thing that I think uh, can really come into play, especially from an inner nerd thing, is that, you know, there's responsibility that comes with being a nerd. If we say yes to the inner nerd within us, that means certain things. It means that now, if we say yes to it, the responsibility is in our laps, like, we're the ones that have to take the step. We can't blame anybody. You know, we can't, we can't play the if it's God's will game. You know, we can't play the, well, nobody else is doing it, so maybe I won't. You know, I just won't tell anybody. You know, we can't play those games. Uh, it's real easy to place the blame on somebody else because it gets us off the hook, you know. Uh, that way we don't have to make decisions. Yay. You know, we can still live in our stuff and, you know, not really become who we are created to be. And to me, who we are created to be is that inner nerd, you know, whatever it is. Um, but I mean, there's also times where uh, being a nerd just means embracing what you love. You know, I told Chris the other day, I said, you know, it's funny this whole nerd idea, nerds are probably the most bullied, the most made fun of, the most ridiculed types of people on the planet when they actually live in that nerdship. <laughs> I don't even think that's a word, but whenever they truly embrace who they are and just go for it and don't really care what people think, 
So they're the ones that get bullied. They're the ones that get made fun of, you know. Um, but by the same token, nearly everything that we know, everything that we enjoy in life, was what? Invented by nerds, right? So on the one hand, you have society pounding down the nerds. On the other hand, they sure as hell like what the nerds are making for them, you know. Our computers, our phones, our, you know, fill in the blank, Keurigs, right. And so that's very revealing to me. What that says is that we need more of that and less bullying, you know, if anything. And so I made a commitment uh, for myself and to all of you that I'm just going to be real. I'm going to keep it real. I have a lot of really, really random stuff that's happened in my life. And um, some things that you just don't talk about normally or that many people won't talk about. And uh, because it may be unexplainable, it may make it look like I'm insane. It may, you know, be socially unacceptable. It could be any of those things. But what I have discovered is that as I've talked to people and just kind of felt them out a little bit and said, you know, what do you think about this? Or have you ever had that experience? Or I had this weird dream or, you know, I remember the time when. And their eyes get really big, either out of terror <laughs> or, or out of curiosity because they've had similar experiences. You know, and it's just, they don't want to talk about it. Like, I don't, you know, I don't do that. And of course, you know, nerd stuff can also be hobbies and those kinds of things, certainly. I mean, you know, photography is a big thing for me, as well as, um, well, not so much anymore, but I used to be a real big chemistry nerd, um, which is why I got into making explosives, I guess. But um, I don't really do that much now. Uh, it's definitely not acceptable nowadays. I'd probably end up in prison as a terrorist. But even though I'm, you know, I never really did terrorist activities, um, you know, just small things like blow up my backyard and stuff. But but it wasn't with an intent to harm. I mean, it was more a thing of being curious. Um, but anyway... <laughs> So that's kind of a little bit of the reason why I thought it would be cool to do this. You know, I've done a lot of teaching uh, over the years. I've been at this for 12 years. And I've really enjoyed every minute of it. I, I love teaching. I enjoy the process. But there's so much more um, that we can embrace and discuss. And... Uh, you know, and I'm really curious to connect with people and find like-hearted and like-minded people who have had experiences and who, uh, you know, have noticed things. One of the real, um, I don't know what you would call it, I guess pet peeves of mine, one of my biggest pet peeves, is how people are so distracted that they just conform to the status quo that it's easier to not make waves, it's easier to not, like, it seems almost like, I don't know if you've noticed this before or not, but it's like people just aren't paying attention anymore. It's almost like, 
you know, we all drank the Kool-Aid and, you know, it made us all stupid. And so, you know, we're not observant. We believe everything that we read on Facebook. Um, you know, you have the whole fake news thing going on. I mean, and now it's like popular to put out fake news. But rather than do the research, rather than dig behind the scenes, rather than do our own due diligence, it's just easier to, you know, hop up on the raft and float down the river and not even think about where the hell we're going, you know. And then when we finally get to that waterfall, go, oh, shit, we're about to go over. Then we try to start paddling up the stream. You know, I'm not content with that. Like, I'm not okay with that. Um, I'm fine with going down the stream if it makes sense to do so, but most of the time I'm going to be swimming against the, the stream because that's easy. And I'm not looking to make things hard just to make them hard. Uh, what I am looking for is to help people wake the hell up because too many of us are just asleep at the wheel. And you, well, you know, even with the self-driving car these days, uh, being asleep at the wheel isn't a good thing. Eventually, you're going to run into something or run over somebody. And so one of my goals uh, for Nerd Unscripted is to help people see things from a different perspective. That's been a long time calling of mine for over 20 years uh, after a series of visions that I had. And, um, and I haven't shirked that responsibility. I fully embrace it, not because I'm something special, of course I am, but um, <laughs> so are you. But because we need to do that, we need to uh, see things from a different point of view. It's easy to get up, do our routine, drive to our job, work our nine to five, come home, have dinner, pop on the television or, you know, pop on the couch and watch television and repeat that cycle five days a week and then the weekend comes and you know yay we do whatever um and i'm just not content with that you know that just doesn't do it for me uh, people asked if kristen and i sleep at all because it <laughs> seems like we do a lot uh and we do but we actually goof off more than we do work um we're just really 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 good at focusing and getting stuff done uh, in a very timely, quick manner. We're good at that. And so, um, so my goal here is to help you see different, uh, to challenge you to see different, to challenge you to think different, to take a look at your life and say, why am I putting up with this BS? You know, like I deserve more than this. You know, I'm tired of living life just barely scraping by. I'm tired of trying to, you know, be what everybody else expects me to be. I mean, I remember dating this one gal several years ago, and she had these big plans for me. You know, I could, you know, she could see me leading these national level men's groups and all this kind of stuff. And I thought, yeah, I could do that probably. You know, I'm a natural leader. I'm sure I could do that. But in my heart, I'm like, hell no. Like, I'm just, that's like, no way. But I, you know, I thought I liked this gal and I guess I did for a minute or two. And, uh, and so for a minute, you know, I, it's like, I considered it. I thought, well, you know, worse things could happen, you know, 
Um, and so I considered it. And then somebody else, you know, wanted me to be something else. And somebody else wanted me to be something else. And then I'm like, but what about me? Like, what's wrong with me? Okay. What's wrong about with the, the version of Tony who loves photography, who, you know, had ghosts at his house, who, you know, is fascinated with language and aliens and all that kind of stuff. Like, what's wrong with that? And uh, then I met Kristen, who I, you know, Kristen and I have known each other for years and years, seven or so years now, something like that. And uh, when we finally decided to get together, she didn't try to make me into her version of me. She actually embraced me because I was me, you know, and uh, hopefully uh, you have people in your own life like that. Um, There's times, probably multiple times every week, where I will say something and she will look at me and just shake her head and say, I got nothing. Like, I don't know how to respond to that. Um, But she doesn't reject me because of it. And she don't try to change me because of it. She, she actually, like, I, I like to just try to get a rise out of her. It's kind of like um, the fixer upper, you know, whenever the guy is trying to get his wife to react all the time by saying really ridiculous, silly stuff. That's kind of how I am naturally. You know, I just say random things just to see how she responds because I it's like building entertainment you know just watching her laugh and react to stupid things that I say and so that leads me to some of the other things that we're going to do in the show um I want to explore some of the really random things that we don't often talk about you know I've had some really crazy insane experiences some of which that I can't explain um, others that I can explain, but I don't often talk about. And there's also interests in some of those kinds of things that I know some of you, uh, folks are interested in. Um, so I want to go there, you know, I want to just, instead of being all nice and neat and packaged and all of that, I want to find the rabbit holes and go down them. Um, And then I also envision having special guests and in some, on some shows we'll interview special guests. We'll, you know, invite them on. They may be celebrities. They may be nobodies, you know, who knows? I may pick some random dude off the street and say, Hey, come in here. I want to talk to you, you know? And Oh, by the way, we're live. Um, you know, who knows what's going to happen with that? I may have my mom on, which (laughs) I think would be awesome mom is in her 70s she's never done anything like that she could tell you more stories than i could probably um but she supports the random so like it's her fault that i'm this way so well hers and my dad's but my dad isn't around so um you know so who knows i may have her on i haven't talked to her about it or anything like that but i think it'd be fun and so uh i also want to use this show Just because, after all, I am a marketer, I am, you know, um, a business person. Um, I'm not selling the show or the episodes or the replays or anything like that. I don't care to do that. There's no reason for that. Um, That's not the purpose of the show. Um, But I will be using it at times as a, a sounding board. You know, I have some ideas of trainings that I would love to teach. 
um, that I would like to use the show as a sounding board to see if there's interest, to gauge interest. Um, uh, a couple of things that I'm looking at are like uh, courses related to um, genealogy, um, to uh, ghost busting. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, <laughs> I've had multiple conversations about some of these topics uh, and uh, even friends pushing me like, man, you should teach on this because you know so much. And I'm like, dude, I don't go looking for fights with this crazy stuff. You know, I mean, that's just, I lived it. I don't really want to necessarily teach it. But by the same token, there's so much interest in those kinds of things. So, um, so we'll see. But that's one of the thoughts that I have uh, for this show is to just use it as a testing ground. Um, there's certain topics that I've wanted to talk about for a long time, perhaps for a book. So I'm likely going to have all of these shows transcribed just for that purpose. Um, I am recording them all. Um, so they will be delivered. The replays will be delivered as podcasts. So there will be no members area that you have to sign up for or anything like that. Um, there'll be links right on the uh, main nerdunscripted.com page that will take you to the current week's podcast. You'll be able to listen to them on SoundCloud. They're going to be on iTunes um, and possibly other platforms uh, moving forward. So there's a lot that I have planned in a very unscripted way, meaning that I have no notes <laughs> for what the future holds. But um, I will promise you that we're going to get into some really interesting uh, discussions and topics. And another thing, too, of course, we also have the Facebook group. And I am certainly open to uh, suggestions. Uh, matter of fact, I would love to hear that. It's like, hey, why don't you talk about this? Or, you know, could we talk about that? Um, I am a very, very, very curious person. Some of my strengths um, that will really, uh, I think, become apparent as we go through this show. Um, is uh, I'm intensely curious. Uh, if I were a cat, I would be screwed, like the in the worst possible way. I'd have been dead years ago um, if I were a cat, because I'm intensely curious. Um, uh, it got me into a lot of trouble as a kid. Um, you know, I'd constantly question my parents. My favorite questions were always the ones related to church. You know, it's like. But why, you know, you know, why? I remember having a conversation with my mom one time, like, why is it OK for me to call somebody a breadhead? But it's not OK for me to call them a shithead. It, like they're both just words and my intent behind saying it is the same. So I don't understand why one is bad and the other isn't It's like, well, you just shouldn't say things like that. Like, like what? She's like, like the other word, you know, like, okay. So yeah, that's a no go. Um, that don't make any sense to me, but I constantly ask those kinds of questions because I was curious, like, and I'm, uh, I'm very tenacious, um, to a fault. Uh, so my nickname years ago used to be tenacity. Um, tonacity is spent on my name because when I grab a hold of something, I just don't let go. Like I need to know if I'm trying to solve a puzzle, I won't let up until it's solved. That's just how I am. Mm -hmm. 
or until I throw it out the window, which I do reserve the right to do that. And then later on, I feel guilty and then I go out and pick it up and, you know, try to solve it again. And then I curse and, you know, put it back. Um, so very tenacious, um, very curious. I'm also a research holic. Like, I don't know why necessarily. Uh, my oldest daughter is turning out to be the same way, which is really cool to me. But I've just, like, I need to know. I don't know what I need to know. I just need to know it. Um, I think it comes from the curiosity. And, uh, you know, I have these random thoughts that come to me in the middle of the night or during the day or walking around while I'm meditating or pacing or whatever. And it's like, I don't know why that's like that. Let's go find out. You know, Google's my friend. And, uh, you know, so I, there are so many rabbit holes, you know, in my virtual yard that there's no place to walk anymore. There's just, you know, it's just I'm compelled and I can't explain it. I'm just compelled. I'm also very focused, very clear headed. I don't know if it's because I'm an Aries. I don't know what it is, but, you know, I've often said that if you're in a major crisis situation like the end of the world or, you know, zombie attack or something like that, you really want to be around me because I don't freak out. I'm very calm under pressure. I think very, very clearly under pressure. The more pressure, the more clear I think. And uh, I will get you where you need to go, safety or whatever the case may be. Um, and I can think on the fly. I'm really good at just going off the cuff on the fly, you know, and so, you know, in a zombie situation, I would totally lead you to a path of safety all the while identifying the weakest link so that they end up running the slowest and then they slow down the zombie pack, you know, just to get the majority of people to safety. Um, so the lesson there is if you are around me and we're being attacked by zombies, don't run slow. <laughs> but, but I digress. Um, I <laughs> one of the things that I do want to talk about a little bit today. So that's kind of like where we're heading. Um, and if you're really unclear of where we're heading, um, welcome to the show because I am too. But um, one of my goals here, um, you know, uh, that I wanted to, that I've kind of been thinking about sharing uh, today. Uh, before we wrap things up, I alluded to it earlier and uh, as something that really bothers me, and it does. Um, I'm sure you've all experienced it where, you know, you're sitting in a traffic light and you're like the second person in line and the light turns green and the person in front of you doesn't go. And so, you know, you encourage them loudly, uh, whether it's by blowing the horn or flashing your lights or yelling at the top of your lungs, whatever the case may be. Um, or perhaps you're driving along and the person in front of you or coming the other direction just kind of randomly turns. No turn signals don't let you know. Like, why the hell are they in the car? If, you know, oh, you, you know, you are special. You don't have to use turn signals because automatically all of us can read your mind. Thank you very much for projecting that into my head. I automatically knew you were turning left right then. You know, I mean, there's... Uh, or go to Walmart, enough said. So, 
it really saddens me to see how many people have um, relegated themselves to being less than they can be. Um, it's, you know, we refer to it jokingly as, you know, stupid is as stupid does. And there certainly is that, um, run a business. Holy crap. You know, um, no disrespect. I mean, you're all customers and such, and I recognize that and I appreciate that. But there are times when, you know, I look at an email or support ticket or something and I'm like, like, you can't make this stuff up, you know, like people think for a moment, you know, um, like it's become the joke. Will there be a replay? Uh, you know, I've been teaching weekly webinars off and on for, uh, let's see, since 2012. So six years, you know, hundreds and hundreds of episodes, not to mention all the courses that I've taught and all that kind of stuff. And I always record always. There's never been a time ever that I've not had a replay ever out of thousands of webinars never did not have a replay I there was the one time and that's because the power went out and you know and that but I re-recorded it right um and but yet people will still say will there be a replay now it's just a joke I mean I now I have friends that ask will there be a replay but that's just one example, you know, um, or like people will buy a product, but then they don't bookmark like where the members area is, you know, and I'll get an email that says, where can I find the replays for expert media show? Like serious, <laughs> you know, like it's not clicking with people that they could possibly be at expertmediashow.com. You know what I mean? And so, like, I see this all around us. I see it in my business. I see it at, well, actually, I don't see it as much at our physical stores. But um, it's still there at times. But, like, I, I don't, maybe, maybe it really is the government putting stuff in our water. You know, maybe it really is chemtrails. Um, you know, I don't know for sure. I mean, they certainly do stuff like that, but how hard is it for us to wake up and pay attention to what's going on around us? You know, I see so many people who genuinely struggle and they have a rough time of things and they can't get their business off the ground or whatever the case may be. Um, and they won't take action or they do and then they quit or they get distracted really quickly or they try for five minutes and then, you know, declare that it doesn't work. You know, I'm, I'm an overnight success, 12 years in the making, you know, um, <clears throat> it takes work and it seems, seems like, holy crap, especially like this crazy generation of kids that we have now. And it's like, Hmm. You know, I can get paid $15 an hour just to go protest something. Okay, I'll go do that. You know, and that's their idea of work. Like, entitlement and all kinds of random, doesn't matter whether it's true or not, doesn't matter whether they believe it or not. I mean, there's just so much crazy in the world today. You've, I'm sure you've noticed it, right? And I guess my call, my passion, is to see us wake up. 
you know, take responsibility for your life and what you're doing. And, you know, it's not me versus you or I'm better than you or anything like that. It really isn't like that at all. But um, one of the real keys to success in any area of your life is taking responsibility for your actions. You know, um, you know, and so whenever we get emails or somebody responds to us and it says, well, I'm waiting to see. I'm waiting to see if spirit leads me to do that. Like I talked to spirit. He said, yes. Okay. So let's get on with it. You know, it's like, well, God's will, you know, I just want to make sure that I'm doing God's will. God said, yes. Okay. So let's get on with it. I mean, like there, not that I don't believe in God, please don't ever think that, but it's using that kind of phraseology as a cop-out and then not seeing that it's a cop-out. You know, it gives us an excuse to unplug from reality. You know, what's really going on around us because the truth is we're lazy. We just really don't want to do it. I don't feel like working. I don't want to take that action. It might be uncomfortable. I don't want to face the fact that I screwed up because that might make me a monster. You know, and I don't want to be a monster, so I'll live in denial. You know, I don't want to face the reality that, you know what, I screwed up my marriage and my wife left. And what does that make me? Well, it makes me a devoted husband because God put us together. You know, there's all of those dynamics that we blame and shift uh, on other people. It's, you know what, I'll tell you, if you're looking for somebody to blame, blame God. You know, blame Buddha, blame anybody that you can't physically touch. You know, because God forbid we blame ourselves because then we have to do something about it. And holy shit, that's a big problem because I don't want to do something about it. You know, I don't want to let the real me out because, you know, you may not like the real me. I could lose customers over this show and I accept that fact. But I implore you, you know, to really take a hard look at where you feel like you're failing or where you feel like you're struggling, or, you know, I don't know why this keeps happening to me over and over again, why I pick loser husbands, or, you know, whatever the case may be. I'm not just about relationships. You know, it seems like every time I get a little bit of money, something goes wrong. My car breaks down, you know, an asteroid falls out of the sky, or a meteor, and, you know, hits my dog, and now I don't have a dog anymore. You know, I mean, it could be anything, you know. Uh, all the cattle in all of America and the aliens choose to kill yours, you know, like, why does that happen? So uh, you have to take a hard look at that. Um, one of the things that I appreciate about um, my, uh, I don't even, know, I don't even know the, know the word for it because I don't even know how I got to this space, but like just taking a hard look of, if something is going on in my life that isn't ideal of taking responsibility for it, like I'm not sure how I got there, but I'm grateful for that. Um, it means facing pain. Um, in some cases, it, it's meant facing stupid decisions, you know, because I'm probably the king of those. Um, but at the end of the day, uh, we can build the life of our dreams whenever we start taking responsibility for our own actions. 
and and say, you know what, it probably was my fault, whether it is or not. Like uh, I remember years ago, I used to, you know, I worked as a full time cover designer for a Christian publishing company, and um, one of the authors that I really appreciated and designed several covers for um, was a, a pastor. Some of you may be familiar with him, uh, T.D. Jakes. And uh, I remember in one of T.D. Jakes' books, um, he made this statement about um, uh, you can be right or you can be reconciled. And that always stuck with me, you know, um, because I'm an Aries, okay? So I'm uh, very stubborn at times and very hard-headed at times um but i discovered that you know what there are some huge benefits to being reconciled rather than right you know why drive a wedge whenever you can you know admit you know that you know what i think i was probably in my ego there and my ego tends to throw these temper tantrums because it likes to get its own way all the time. And so let's just ignore him for now and move on. Sorry, <laughs> you know. Um, and so it's comical to me whenever I meet people who know it all. Like officially, they know it all. Um, because the first thing I discover after going, wow, I remember being that way, was um, hmm, they probably don't, you know. And another thing that I've done um, and please, please don't do this because it's annoying as hell, um, is that some people will overcompensate for their own, uh, feelings of lack by pointing out everything that somebody else is doing wrong. You know, oh, you missed a comma there. Hmm. You know, did you notice on page 47, you misspelled the word there, you know, um, and speaking of that, by the way, please learn how to use there, T-H-E-I-R versus T-H-E-Y apostrophe R-E versus T-H-E-R-E. There is a difference. They all mean three different things. Okay. But it's like, why are you telling me this? Like, I appreciate the fact that um, you're pointing out my common misuse or the fact that I love ellipses more than I should, but I didn't hire you to be my editor. You know, but we often overcompensate, you know, like people will take it upon themselves to be your conscience. Why'd you do that, Tony? When is this going to be posted? You know, or, or whatever the case may be. And I'm not saying that it's all bad. Okay. Uh, but very often we will do those things, point at others so that we're not pointing at ourselves. And so the lesson again is Start paying attention to what's going on in your life. Uh, there's a lot to be said about being observant. I'm very observant. I love watching people. Um, a, because it's really entertaining. You can't make up what happens in real life. Like, you know, TV show writers have nothing on what happens in reality. And uh, B, you can learn a lot about yourself and humanity in general just by watching patterns. You know, watching how people do thing, I've, things. I've told the story before, years and years ago. Gosh, it's probably been ten or twelve years ago. Um, I was out uh, shopping on Black Friday. 
I was at uh, Target in a town near here called Hagerstown. It's in Maryland. And um, I was just out because I love watching the people. You know, I was married to my first wife at the time. And so her and the girls are going around there shopping and battling the crowds and everything. I was just watching the crowds and it was great fun. I just really enjoyed it. And so I noticed this trend happening. Like there's all of these checkouts. They're all open. And one checkout had a line to the back of the store, but then the other ones did not. And I'm like, that's curious. And so I walked up to somebody in the line and I said, is this a returns line or something? No, it's a checkout line. Like, you do know there's other checkout lines, right? Now, I'm dressed in jeans and a t-shirt, so I don't look official target anything, okay? And so I start this conversation with several people in the line. And uh, I said, you know, there's other checkout lines. Matter of fact, I, I can tell you how to get to a checkout line where you'll be out of here in five minutes. And they had dozens of people ahead of them. And they're listening to me, right? And so I said, yeah, I was just walking through, you know. And if you go up uh, around here through the baby department and down, you'll come right out at checkout one and two, there's like one person in line and you'll be out of the store in five minutes. And they're like, really? And I said, yeah. And nobody moved. So this woman who wasn't in line overheard me saying this. And she said, uh, what was that again? And I said, just go down through the baby department and it'll bring you out at checkout one and two. And she's like, done. And she takes off running. Right. And I watched her. She was checked out within five minutes. Nobody else broke line. And so I finally walked over to the manager. I saw the manager standing there and I said, excuse me, but I think you have a problem. And she's like, what's that? And I said, see that long line there? Yeah, they they are afraid to break line because they think that there's only one checkout line or something. I don't know what's wrong with them. And uh, so she sent one of her employees down and said, people, there's other checkout lines, you know, go feel free to use them. Nobody would break line. And so finally, the manager actually had to go down to the line and say, you go to checkout line three, you go to checkout line four, you go to five. And she finally was able to dissipate the line. And all of this took place over the course of about a half an hour. And honestly, I just laughed myself silly. I, I mean, it was like the greatest show of follow the leader that I've ever seen in my life. Like people were afraid to break line because what if they're wrong? What if they make a mistake? You know, and we often feel that way. What if I'm wrong? What if I make a mistake? You know, what if my inner nerd leads me down some evil path? You know, so what? You know, go for it. So what if you're wrong? So what if it costs you a little money? So what if you lose some time? So what if somebody looks at you like you're crazy? You are crazy. You know, you're a human being. We're meant to be crazy. You know, it's when we stop being crazy that we start conforming. You know, the best types of people to control are those who conform. Or those who live in fear. You know, that's why the government's got to keep us in fear. That's why the church has got to keep us in fear. That's why every major group has to keep us in fear. 
or conformity, one or the other. You know, be a good little boy. Um, big boys don't cry. You know, whatever the case may be, because we're easy to control. Whenever we're conformed or whenever we're in fear, we're really, really easy to control. And it's not that I don't like being controlled, but, well, I don't like being controlled. I mean, I guess that's what it is. I just don't, you know. And I'm not saying that we should fight just for the sake of fighting or, you know, strike back for the sake of whatever, but um, because that's not smart either. That's why it's really important to be informed. It's really important to pay attention to the world around us. You know, our world does not revolve around the damn cell phones. Um, you know, we lived just fine before they existed. You know, most of us uh, that are here, likely, I know my audience demographic, so most of us um, remember the times when there were no cell phones, you know, when we used these contraptions that hung on the wall and had this real long curly wire attached to them, you know, called wall phones. I mean, hell, I remember when there used to be party lines, you know, and you had to make sure your neighbor wasn't on the phone uh, so that you could make a phone call, right? Um, and you know what happened? Like, whenever my mom and dad didn't have cell phones and I was a teenager, which, okay, I'll give them the fact that that's scary for them, but I didn't die and they didn't freak out. Now my dad was bald, so I'm not saying that that didn't contribute to that, but, um, you know, I'm still here as are lots of other 40 and 50 and 60 year olds, right? We're all still here. We survived not having a cell phone. Holy crap. We survived without Facebook or Twitter. Holy crap. You know, how did we do that? You know, now our cell phones are built in babysitters for our kids. And it's making them stupid. It's making them not be aware of their surroundings. It's doing the same thing with adults. And that's where, you know, I mentioned earlier about setting behind the person, you know, at a stoplight and the light turns green. Why aren't they going? It's not because they're being a prick and going, you know what, I'm going to hold up traffic. You know, I mean, I've seen tractor and trailer drivers do stuff like that, but you know, typically, why is it? Because they're on their phone, making sure that somebody looked at their post on Facebook or whatever. In many cases, not all. I mean, obviously, I can't generalize. But in many cases that, you know, uh, you you blow your horn and then you notice that they look up. Oh, the light's green, you know, and then they drive. Um, in some respects, I think cell phones are one of the worst inventions that were ever created. Um you know, they should, totally should have jumped straight to those cool little things that they had in Star Trek where you just tap your chest and talk. That way you can still pay attention, you know. Um, communicators? <laughs> yeah, communicators, those things. <laughs> I mean, we have Apple Watches and you can sort of kind of do that a little bit, but um, <laughs> but the technology isn't quite there yet. Uh, I'm still lobbying to remember the uh, teleportation thing. Like... How cool would it be, right? So you're driving. Actually, this probably wouldn't be a good thing. But you're driving. driving. You're driving along, and you get hungry, right? <laughs> or they've legalized marijuana everywhere, and now you got the munchies, and there's no stores nearby, and so you say, "Hey Siri, I could go for a really good medium rare steak." Absolutely, Tony. And then two minutes later, like the steak appears in your car. Now, you wouldn't want to necessarily eat it while you're driving. Like, that wouldn't be good. 
but your your well, true self driving car. <laughs> um, but you know, your spouse could enjoy something and then you know taunt you with it. Look at this steak! Oh my god, it's so you should taste this. It is so good. No, hey Siri, make a steak for Kristen. Except add this ingredient. Just don't tell her. Um, <laughs> so mean. <laughs> Make you a groundhog steak, medium rare. Ew, gross. But I mean, wouldn't it be cool, like, to have that kind of technology? You know, I like. I would probably be tempted to do simple things like reach into the teleporter that's giving us the food and then pull my arm out with my hand tucked underneath, like, oh my god, it took my hand off, you know, or something like that. But <laughs> actually, you could really mess with kids with that kind of thing. Um. Yeah, for real. But anyway, you know, one thing that I would never want to hear come out of any of your mouths regarding anything in your life, um, whether it's something you've never achieved personally or something that just seems unattainable, and that is the phrase, that's impossible. Because it really, like, who says? Who says it's impossible? You're like, well, no one's ever done it before, so it must be impossible. You know, no one ever ran a four-minute mile before, and then somebody did it. Now everybody can do it. <clears throat> well, not me, but, I mean, <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of people apparently can run a four-minute mile. My question more is, why would I want to do that? Like, I have a Mercedes, for Christ's sake. Why would I want to run a four-minute mile when I can drive one? You know, or in my Mustang, I can do a mile in about four seconds. So, uh, you know, so that's how I think. But the point is that just because something is currently unavailable to us or it seems impossible doesn't mean that it's impossible. You know, we often view magic as impossible, but yet, you know, sometimes it's sleight of hand. But even technology, I mean, imagine if, you know, we took our glorious iPhones with us back 200 years and they actually worked, it would appear like magic. There's a lot of things in, in today's technology, virtual reality goggles, you know, stuff like that, that would appear like magic. Uh, back then, you know, they didn't have anything like that. And, you know, fast forward 150, 200, 500 years into the future, what technology or whatever are they going to have then? You have aliens come to the planet, you know, who are millions of years ahead of us. We've been around a long time as human beings, at least a solid 12,000 years. So chances are likely that we figured it all out, especially compared to some alien race that's been around for 100 million years. Like, what would they know that we don't? Like, that's just stupid. You know, so technology that they've developed, that they've, you know, overcome things within themselves, um, which, in case you weren't sure you were on the fence, there are aliens. Okay, so, spoiler alert, the truth is not just out there, it's here. Um, but, you know, so, I really dislike using the word impossible because the reality is nothing is impossible. We may not be able to figure out how. We may not understand it. You know, um, I don't know how many of you 
picked up on the little equations and stuff that are at the top of the screen. I'm not going to tell you what they are. You can figure it out for yourself. But it points to something that at one time was impossible or considered impossible. Um, but please, please don't say this is, well, I could never do that. Like I remember one time, a good friend of mine, somebody I grew up with as a kid, you know, we are talking, I don't even remember the topic anymore, but we are talking and he said, oh, I could never do that. And I said, well, who told you that? Huh? Who told you that you couldn't do that? Um, I don't know. Like, so what you're telling me is you have no proof that you can't do it, but yet you just said that you can't do it. And it really made him think. And we all have a tendency to do that in some form or another. You know, we're very quick to default to the fact that we can't do this or I could never achieve the success of fill in the blank or, well, you know, I'm an okay artist, but, you know, nobody's really going to want to buy my stuff or, you know, I feel comfortable selling it for $20 at a craft show, but $200 for something that, you know, you could buy elsewhere for 20 like nobody's going to do that. Says who? One of the things that I realized, and I'm going to wrap up with this, one of the things that I've discovered and realized is that most of the stuff that we actually speak and believe and worry about and stress about is all invented. It's not real. It isn't reality. You know, we worry about, you know, what's so-and-so going to think if they find out that I do this? Did they find out? Did they react? Or are you worried about what they could do? You know, well, you know, I could, I see you guys publishing books and I've even taken your courses. And so I guess I understand how, but I still really could never do that. Did you try? Like try meaning never give up? Or are you just defaulting to conformity? You know, so my challenge for you at the end of this show um, is to challenge conformity, challenge your own bullshit and find out why haven't you done what you want to do? You know, why haven't, why aren't you living the dream that you want to live? Why aren't you embracing the inner nerd that's within you? Because most of your excuses, quite frankly, are based in reality. They're based on fantasy, stuff that you've believed, stuff that you've made up, stuff that other people have told you stuff that mainstream media has told you, you know, whatever the case may be. I haven't told you those things. I believe you can do it. You know, so until next week where we're going to dig into some fun topics. Of course, I have no idea what those are, but we're going to dig into some fun topics. I appreciate you joining me here uh, as kind of laying out the foundation and the introduction of where we're heading. Hopefully I gave you a thing or two to think about in the coming week and we will reconvene here at 10 a.m. next Tuesday and every Tuesday after that. Um, and so until then, enjoy the rest of your week.